The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. This is Rocky Romero of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and you are listening to the Super J Cast. Woo! Asuka. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm John Abraham, joined by Damon McDonalds. Damon, how are you? We are fantastic. No, all right, we're okay. We're good, right? Uh, well, weather's getting chilly. It's getting a little chilly out there. You know what that means? It means the holidays are right around the corner, and that means Wrestle Kingdom's right around the corner. So I guess we're all looking forward to I thought you were going to start talking about festive Starbucks drinks then. <laughs> well, festive Starbucks drinks as well. I know that you're indulging in a, in a few over there. What's your favorite one so far? I really enjoyed was crushed up candy cane sprinkled on the top. Wow. You're going top shelf, my man. You're going top shelf. Um, I, those things are a little sweet for me, though. Like, I always wind up feeling very ill in my belly. Um if yeah, I drink yeah, one, I get really bad indigestion afterwards. Yes, yes, I can't, I can't have a lot. Like I can't get a large or a vente or whatever the fuck they call it. Um, like I can't do it. I, I I wind up throwing half of it out, and like I just never feel right. I never feel right the rest of the day. Not good. Not good. Not good. I tell you what, we have a Starbucks that's near us that has a line twenty four seven. And yet there are, we have another coffee shop that's around, right around that same Starbucks. You know, a little independent place, a little, uh, coffee's fantastic. It's it's a thousand times better. And I'm like, why don't, I don't understand people sometimes. Like, is it just the convenience of a Starbucks? But how convenient is it when you're in a line that's, you know, down the block? And there's a, there's a place right there that's better coffee. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even like the taste of Starbucks coffee. I like their gimmick drinks. Like, if they bring out a new flavor of sugary monstrosity, I'll try it. Uh, but if I want an actual nice cup of coffee, I usually I just drink Americano. I like black coffee, and I'll go elsewhere for that because I don't think the uh, black coffee at Starbucks tastes very nice. Mm, I like a latte. I mean, I'll do a, I'll do a, I do. I'm a pumpkin spice latte kind of guy. That's me. I'm a basic. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, I just—I don't like—I don't like too. I'm imagining you in your UGG boots, and your yoga <laughs> pants. Yeah, it's me. That's exactly what I'm wearing. Your pumpkin spice latte. My pumpkin spice latte. We go to the pumpkin patch. Uh, yeah, yeah. My yeah. that's me. That's me. Um, I don't. I, I don't. I can't get into the the super fucking crazy drinks. Like I like when I order, I gotta. Like I'm just like Cheryl, what do you want? And she has to give it to me in pieces. I want a mocha latte, mocha extra funk. Like 
ah, that's shit. Just give me a fucking vanilla latte. It's fine. Perfect. Ah, perfect. So that you're not ordering any of the unicorn gimmick drinks then? I don't even know what that is. What is what are they doing? Is it, is it just like multicolored? It's, it's like no, it's a craze that sort of permeated the entire sort of snack industry where just anything bright pink and blue with like sparkly shit on it is unicorn flavored stuff. So they've got it, you know, unicorn donuts, unicorn ice cream sundaes, uh, and yeah, unicorn frappes at Starbucks. No. With yeah, I I I could I've had one just out of um morbid curiosity i couldn't tell you what flavor it was i nearly lapsed into a diabetic coma after drinking it but <laughs> i know i just what did it taste like what are the flavor i don't know <laughs> right, it tasted like sugar real right i mean that, that, like what like can i have unicorn flavor what is that what is the unicorn flavor what does that ta- what does that taste like it, it's for idiots who like to take photos of this shit and upload it to Instagram. Oh. Like me, so. <laughs> well, she, again. They I saw mean, me you, coming. You you try and fucking uh, downplay the wonderful content that you provide for your, your millions of followers. Are you talking uh, about my steak photo? The steak photo was great. Uh, yeah, when you were at the, uh, the, the, the Brazilian steakhouse. Yes. Looked wonderful. Uh, then you had your big, was that the, the, the and then, then you're eating the chicken and, and, uh, you know, you're all cavemaning it up. Um, oh yeah. My Korean fried chicken. That right? was a Mally's, wasn't it? With me with, uh, yes. the life of thought there. Four different flavors of, uh, crispy Korean chicken wings. Oh, oh. what a great day that was. That, see, it's see, not so bad being stuck in, in Bangkok. I know you like to shower me with sympathy, but then you, you know, you see what's going on in the Instagram feeds and. Come on, you know it looks pretty good. You must be a bit jealous. Listen, you're not putting you crying in a bathroom on your Instagram feed. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Let's give it a few months. Right. I, I just want to be alone. Just leave me the fuck alone. Uh, no, I love you. I love, I look forward to that new content every day. And so does Cheryl. We love it. And the baby one. Well, we did the, uh, I saw, well, you sent me the, 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 the uh, Street Fighter thing that was hilarious, um, and then uh, you did the one with the books. Look, I'm telling you, it's between that and the girls with the uh, the nice breasts uh, <laughs> that happen to be uh, wait staff at some some fucking joint in uh, Kansas City, I think it is, or in Kansas City. She's got nice breasts. She's got great breasts. I listen, nobody's, <laughs> I didn't say she didn't. I'm just saying that th- that's, this is my feed. My feed is littered with, with breasts. It's, it's getting annoying. It's not annoying at all. It's, it's very nice. Uh, but imagine you all are like, oh, look at all these tits I've got to look at. This, <laughs> this is rubbish. <laughs> right, right. Oh, great. Let me guess. More boobs. <laughs> right. Uh, but they're all like, like, I don't know. I guess you got to know that you, that's part of the deal when you get a job there. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, my thought process is, is that don't you just, just want to be a waitress or, or you know, don't you, want, you like you have to be like put up on, on, you know, out on display all the time. Um, but I mean, I, I would think they would, they know that going in. Right. I mean, it's not like they open the doors and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe this is it. I mean, they say it everywhere. I don't know. I guess, I guess if you're like, if you got that, like, 
Like if you're built like that, I would I'd probably would want to work there. I'd show it everywhere. My goodness. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, this we're is talking- like two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> talking about i'm like it is it's like one restaurant but i it's every like their entire feed are their is their entire wait staff are these college-age girls that they're like you know in the shortest of short shorts and they they, you know they tie up the the little cow you know flannel shirt or whatever and you know the bronskis are out and (laughs) like but every picture is this. Like it's just, I don't know. I guess it's like a like a local Hooters. I guess I knew a girl who used to work at Hooters. <sighs> There's a Hooters here in Bangkok. I've never been there though. No, I should go, shouldn't I? Yeah, we need a field report. The food is horrible. And to be oh. very clear, the food is horrible. Uh, you're not going for the food. Here's the thing, though. Here's what I found the weirdest. Like I've only been there once because I knew the girl. Um. Actually, we were probably there maybe two or three times, should I say. Um, but people who bring kids there, like people bring their kid, like, you know, it's like mom, dad, and, you know, we're just going to, like, there's a fucking Olive Garden right across the street or, you know, an Outback Steakhouse or whatever the fuck. Uh, go there if you're looking for a chain restaurant. You're going to go to, a, why would you take your kid to a Hooters? Um, because... I don't know. The chicken wings are great. They're not. <laughs> they're not. They are not. In fact, they're probably some of the worst wings I've ever had. Probably some of the worst wings. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I just never understood that. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't understand that. All right. I mean, is Hooters? Would you just consider Hooters a? What's the word I'm looking for? In, it's, I don't know if inappropriate, but is it? I, I would think Hooters is inappropriate for for a I don't know a twelve year old. Am I on my mind? Uh, I'm not exactly in a hurry to take Esther's approach. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Right, right. I mean, it's got to be uh, your your pick has got to be a bit slim. Again, if you're a guy uh, or a girl that. You know, or even a guy and a girl going to go. Who goes? I mean, it's not like it's like a fucking sex den. Let me be very clear. But uh, I don't know. It's just a weird dynamic that I don't know. I'm not bringing my kid here. I don't know. Maybe I'm out of my mind. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm a little old, olden fashioned. Who the fuck cares? Go to Hooters. <laughs> Eat the dumb wings. I don't care. We're not gonna get sponsored by Hooters, are we? <laughs> Yet another source of money just going off in smoke, Simon. Mm. Did we lose all our sponsorships? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> Unless I've forgotten to do an ad read again, which is possible. <laughs> a strong possibility. I, I don't think we've got any more. Yeah, we eh. ran off everyone. No one was using the uh, my bookie code. Right. Keeps. I don't know. Who knows? Well, here's the thing with the my bookie, right? So, like, we would do the reads, but. Like, their website wasn't mybookie.com. It was like, it wasn't even in the copy. So I had to go find it. And it was like, you, there's no mobile. There's <laughs> so no mo- said mybookie.com all this time. That wasn't even the website. No wonder they fucking I don't know. It wasn't. Um, and, like, they had no mobile app. They, and so I'm just, I don't know. 
I'm not, not that I'm downplaying. I mean, listen, we got seven bucks from home. What are we complaining? <laughs> How many portions of wings is that going to buy me at Hooters? Uh, I don't even think one. I, I don't even think one. I don't think you can get a portion of an appetizer, a teaser sampler uh, for that price. And that's another thing I did. I do remember it was everything was fucking expensive. Everything was fucking expensive. There's a Hooters right in uh, Shibuya, right? Um, right, right. Uh, oh, I nearly went there. I nearly went there too, and I was like, I am not going there, guys. You're out of your mind. Because again, we have people that were in the group that you know picky eaters. It's just like, ugh, no. I'll see you later, guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll meet up with you. We're gonna be. And you know me, my my patience level gets fucking whittled down to nothing at that point. And I'm just like, I got, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I'm gonna even buy. I'll I'll see you in two hours. I'll, I'll see you at Corkin. Bye. I gotta go. And I'd rather just stare at a fucking wall at that point. Actually, you know where I went. I went to the fucking British pub. <laughs> oh, the hub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not the hub. The uh, Al Algate is it? The place we went to before. You had to go up the is stairs. That Oh, is that the place where we first met? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yes. Oh, and memories. That was so fun. And remember fucking uh, Kyle? We're getting, we're, we're like at least five beers in. And Kyle's like, let's go. I to go to the fucking Follies. club. Bad <laughs> <laughs> Follies party. I'm like, are we going to Follies? Let's fucking go to Follies. Yeah, yeah. He's egging us on. And we're like, fuck it, let's fucking go to... F-. And then we, we walked right by it. Or we literally walked right by it. But then we walked around the corner, and we're like, wait, we're right back where we started from. And it was like a... like If we took two steps to the left, we would have been there. Um, and then we went in. It was packed. It was Everybody was smoking, too. And I was just like, okay, you're fucking shoulder to shoulder with uh, uh, a lot of people. Well, no, if, if nothing else, uh, from time to time, that photo will pop up on my Facebook. Like, you know, when we do, hey, do you remember this, those sorts of posts and that, that photo of all of us with bad luck Farley and your scared face. And that always <laughs> makes me smile. So I, uh, I thumbs up to Kyle for making us go there. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, honestly, it's, it, see, that's the kind of shit that, that Kyle is great for. Like, Kyle's the guy that will be like, all right, fuck it, let's go. Like, the first time we... Uh, not the first time, but like uh, the first day I went there one time, one time, you know, we always meet at the hub first night. Just that's just like central place. We get there and of course we're pounding hard and um, he's like, let's go fucking play some. I want to play uh, batting. I'm going to get a batting cage. I'm like, what? You've never played baseball in your life. He's like, mate, I want to get fucking in the batting cage. And I'm like, all right, well, let's go. So we're all hammered. We go to the fucking Tokyo thing. And they had the the mall thing, and they had uh, batting cages and all kinds of shit, like from the fifth floor. We get in there. We're just fucking like it's two o'clock in the fucking morning. We're in a batting cage, hammered. Ah, oh, good times. I miss it. It's the first year in a long. This is like the, the first year in like five years that we won't be there. Hmm. It really blows. We'd be playing. Well, it, uh, no, it doesn't, because uh, Wrestle Kingdom's going to be shit this year. If uh, <laughs> you listen to uh, other, <laughs> I'll just I'll stop that sentence. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh, 
you know, Japan's rubbish. It's all shit. Everyone's crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for Wrestle Kingdom this year? I would say eight. An eight? Which, yeah, and, and it's usually higher than that. Usually it's a nine or a ten. Yeah, I'm probably in the sevens, maybe maybe even sixes, sevens. Um, and I think everything has to do with it. You know what I mean? It's not just in, that New Japan's had a weird year. It's not just that. It's, it's everything. And I mean, like, I would be excited to be going. I'd be excited to see you. I'd be, you know, it's, it's all that. So it's all that leads into, it kind of skews the number a little bit. But um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it. Um, the one thing I was thinking about, though, during the week was uh, our year-end awards, Joel. I know that's a, that, those are words that... No, they're cancelled. <laughs> no one deserves any awards because <laughs> everything no. is terrible. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um I know those those words send shivers down your spine, but um, we got to get our nominees in. We got to get the nominees, and then who did the who did the um, ballot for us last year and years before? Comms Pete. Pete. Ah, that's right. I'm going to send him an email right now. While nice. I remember. Nice. Be Actually, okay. I probably shouldn't be sending emails while I'm recording the podcast. I'll do it later, David. Why? Why? Why is that a problem? Because then I'm going to be distracted for the we're, several minutes that I'm composing this email. Joel, we're talking about bullshit right now. I mean, we're, we're, we're 15 minutes I haven't minutes even in. got to my Final Fantasy VII story. I'm, I'm saving that for next week. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. We've got 17 minutes of crap here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, really, do, you, do people really want us to dive into the World Tag League opening night and uh, Best of the Super Juniors? Which, I got to be honest with you, this, this card felt like it lasted forever. I felt like it was a. I, th- I felt like, I felt like it was a three-hour NWA TV taping. <laughs> it was long. I mean, it was what ten matches, and that's way longer than what we've been used to recently from New Japan. And and yeah, I mean, we're we're back in the tournament grinds, Damon. Are you going to be watching every show? No, <laughs> no I will be. Uh, I feel like I, I have an obligation, right? And that might not be the best thing, but there is a part of me that that is. To me, this is the longest thing I've done in my life in a long time, consistently, right? With with any effort, um, so it's like, okay, you're you're already in it. You're knee deep in it, so you gotta you gotta keep going. Um, but yeah, it's it's some of these shows are gonna feel like. Here's what's gonna go on in my mind. Uh, I gotta watch these fucking shows, and it'll be shows because I'll be like three behind, <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, all right. I got to carve out fucking half a day to, to watch this shit. And uh, trust me, a lot of it will be on the uh, double speed, that's for sure. But um, yeah, yeah, I was going to say that as well. I mean, I think Best of the Super Juniors is going to be appointment viewing for me, but World Tag League could very well be a, a you know, next day double speed job for, for certain matches at least. There's a lot of stuff that's just not hitting the mark for me. And again, these, if these shows are any, if, if show one is any indicator, I mean, you're in for three-hour shows. How long was this show? Was this a sh- no, no? This this one was unusual because it was both World Tag League and Best of the Super Juniors. Everything else up until the final night, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be either World Tag League or Best of the Super Juniors. So it's going to be uh, from here until the final night. It's going to be 
five or six match cards. Okay. So, all right, that's good. That I'll take. That that I can stomach. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say I, I like what I've seen so far. I mean, people like to shit on the World Tag League, but I think it's been getting better in recent years. The, the matches so far in this tournament pretty short, uh, quite engaging. I, I think if it stays like this, it's going to be good. Um, we had a hot crowd for the first show. I liked uh, having the World Tag League best of Super Juniors matches uh, alternate. Although, like I said, that's not going to be happening uh, again until the last night, I think. And um, it's refreshing to see a bunch of guys that I, I haven't seen wrestle for a while, whether that's you know the returnees like Fale, G.O.D., Finley, Hinare, or the juniors, who it feels like it's been a while since we saw them. And I mean, I, I think I need a bit of a break from the top of the heavyweight division, so I'm, I think I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, it's guys that you haven't seen in a long time. I mean, especially with um, G1 being the focal point of the of the summer months, or not even the summer months, the uh, October months. Um, you know, you're seeing juniors that you haven't seen in a ring for a decent amount of time, uh, and you're seeing guys that have returned, you know, from excursion or not excursion, but from uh, you know quarantine, where yeah. It, it feels good to see. I mean, listen, not not many times in my life where I'm like excited to see God, right? Or I'm excited to see uh, David Finley, or I'm excited to see. Yay! It's Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale. <laughs> but it was nice to see Fale. You know what I mean? Like I was, you know, I I, I like Robbie Eagles a lot, um, and it was great to see him too. Uh, but it, you know, even the guys who that like, normally you're like, okay, you know, it, you know, during the normal New Japan grind. Like it was great to see, um, and I thought Fale looked looked like a million bucks, um, you know, much better than he physically than he has in many years. Um, Ch- uh, I thought you know Chase was Chase. I thought Robbie Eagles looked great. I thought um, even guys like Taguchi, you know, you haven't seen him in fucking forever. Uh, when was the last time you really saw Taguchi in the ring? You'd have to go back to like summer, maybe. Yeah, it was that uh, Super Junior, the uh, Junior Tag Tournament thing right. when, he, when he was teaming with Watto, and yeah, that feels like ages away. And yeah, certainly singles match Taguchi. Gosh, right. I really racked my brains. Maybe even last year's best of the Super Junior. So we're talking what, well over a year, right? And then Hiromo. Uh, you know, it's not like he's been, you know, you see him on color commentating every once in a while, but it's not like the last time you probably saw it was, was like Jingo Stadium. <laughs> it felt like, um, or, well, you did see him in the, um, uh, the junior tag, yeah, match. tag matches. Yeah. With Bushi. So I don't know, but it, you know, even, even with, uh, G1 taking up a, a big block of time and on, it, it felt like you saw people that you haven't seen in a while. So that, so at least that kind of got you through the longer stretches, but it felt like a lot of matches, every match was cut short, um, maybe around to what, six, seven minutes for, for, for each until you got to the, the, the end. And I thought the, the, the main event, uh, Hiromu and, and, and Ishimori was really great. Um, one of their better matches. Uh, so again, again, I don't, I don't want to hand wave this. I don't want to, I don't want to throw it, in the bin, as we like to say, but it felt long. It felt like we were uh, felt long, but and it didn't feel like the matches themselves were meaningful until you got to the end. 
And then uh, on the flip side, though, it was nice seeing people in the ring that you haven't seen in a while. Um, and even like singles, you know. What's this? What is that? What was what? Something to your daddy. Could you hear that? Because I was yes. on mute. That was not on mute. That was that bled right on through. That's weird because I I muted it in audacity. So yeah, I heard it. Well, maybe that will come through on the podcast, or maybe you'll hear Damon <laughs> reacting to nothing. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to find out which. I was like, it was like something. I don't know. I don't even. All I heard was your daddy, and I was like, "What are you watching, Joel?" <laughs> no, it's Mally sent me a lovely video of Esther huh. doing funny things. All right, I, I listen. I know you're into some kinky stuff. I didn't want to know if it was <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> a little little role play there. I didn't know what was going on there. All right, uh, where do you want to take this ship, Joel? Because you right, are the commander. Let's go straight in, in it. Um, All right to Sunday's show, November 15th, in the Aichi Prefecture Gymnasium, with the, this joint show, World Tag League Best of Super Juniors. First match was a World Tag League tournament match with Toriyano, Tomohiro Ishii, defeating Chase Owens, Bad Luck Farley, 5 minutes 35 seconds, with a, a wacky pinning situation where Yano pinned... No, Chase missed... Chase went for a splash and missed Yano and splashed Farley, and then Yano pins... Both of them. Um, I mean, finally, he looks slimmed down again, so I'm interested in someone sneezing extremely loudly outside the hotel library, which is great. Uh, might as well do it in my fucking hotel room with the amount of noise that's coming out there. We've got security guy out there watching Thai chat shows on full volume. Jesus. Uh, uh, yeah, so finally, he's looking like he's lost some weight. I'm, I'm interested to see if he's uh, capable of wrestling to a decent match a decent level but uh this wasn't it damon I've, I've got a feeling this is going to be one of the least enjoyable teams in the field i i did kind of enjoy yano poking the bear likes slapping farley's head uh but the finish was stupid so you know just nothing match really I, I wish i could add to that i can't um again i did like seeing guys i haven't seen before but yeah it was a it was a weird way to kind of re-debut yourself, but okay, you know. But you know, I'm sure I you don't you don't you're not a big fan of of uh, the tag team of Chase and Fale. Uh, no, why should yeah. I be? Give, give me a reason why I should care about that tag team. I don't know. I mean, I don't think the I like the dynamic of the big guy and the smaller guy. I don't know. I'm trying to fucking find a needle in a haystack here, Joel. Yeah. They're okay. I mean, no, I think fun. there's a lot of uh, positive to be found in the World Tag League, but uh, this ain't one That's of them. Not it. for me, at least. All right, all right, all right. I don't, I don't, I don't. Look at me being the negative one for a change. I know. Jeez, I was like, well, I mean, they're... again, maybe it was just more for me seeing them again for a while, and I was happy to see them. And I, uh, that uh, that could easily wear off in three or four days. So don't, you know. Don't don't fucking chisel that into a uh, into a uh, stone and granite. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be I'll be miserable about them in about three or four days. So don't worry. All right, let's talk about the second match, which was best of the Super Juniors twenty seven tournament match with Master Watto defeating Yuya Uemura, who's a late replacement for Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Four minutes fourteen seconds with the uh, Tenzan Tombstone Driver. Uh, no, look, I'm a defender of Master Watto, but uh, he hasn't been great. Since his re-debut. He's been okay. He's been a bit shaky at times. He wasn't bad in this match. I mean, for the four minutes it lasted. But putting him against Yuya Uemura made Watto look average. Because 
there was one guy in this match that was bringing the heat and the energy and the, the, the aggression, the urgency, the confidence and the fire to this match. And it wasn't Master Watto. I mean, maybe it's unfair to compare him to Uemura, who I think has got future star written all over him. But Uemura just had everything here that Watto has been lacking. So, I mean, the jury's out on Watto for now. He has got Hiromu on the last night, so they have got plans for him, and you figure that's worth something. But, yeah, I came away from this match more impressed by Uemura, despite him losing in four minutes. Let's let's put it out there on the table. Do you think... uh... Do you think Watto is a bad pro wrestler? No, I just think he's lacking in confidence at the moment. And that is a, that's a big part of being a, a good professional wrestler. Okay. So but but minutes ago you said that Uremer is better than Watto. Like you th- as of right now you would take him over Watto. Yeah. Okay, that's. I mean, you figure Watto's had how many how many more years of experience in ring, singles matches, excursion, the whole the whole nine yards. Maybe two. Okay, two more years. It's not All that right. much. Uh, in pro wrestling years, if that's that seems like a lifetime, feels like a lifetime. I don't know. I mean, it. Look, we talk about the gimmick a lot. And 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 you're right. He is a guy that that is lacking confidence, right? But I can't imagine like is confidence really making like like before he left for excursion, Joel. I would I did not see this guy. I, I feel like I saw a completely different guy because everyone was excited when when he left and and when he was a young lion. Lots of people just, you know, thought he was going to be a star. I'm, me included. Me included. I mean, how many times did I sit here and be like, I can't wait for him to get back for excursion. I can't wait, you know, uh, he'll, he's, he's going to be somebody. Is it the gimmick? I, I, because there's, he's not the same guy that left New Japan Pro Wrestling and has come back. He's, I just, he doesn't feel like the same guy. I think it's too early to say, I mean, I'm just coming out with my hot take based on a four minute match uh, so I, again ask me again at the end of this special Super Juniors tour what I think of Master Watto because I haven't seen enough new evidence from you know the last time we ran the table on him after his match at Jingu which wasn't good um, but my point was more that Uemura is an absolute stud and by having the two of them wrestle each other it made Watto look poor by comparison. I don't know if it was just me that felt that way. What, no. what do you think of the match? I agree. I agree with. I agree with that assessment one hundred percent. And but that again, that for for a guy who was all in on Watto before he became Master Watto, uh, I, I'm left scratching my head. You know, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, there maybe there is something to that about having basically a four minute squash match, but coming out of it looking worse than the guy you squashed right right i mean that's that's something i think i think that's uh, I, and i i i don't i i can't sit here and say that that master watto is a is a bad pro wrestler like i i, I find that very difficult to say and or believe but there is something that is just not there i'm i'm really trying to think 
And I'd have to rack my brain, and I would love to hear some feedback on this. Is there a guy that has come back from excursion who has fallen this hard since his debut, re-debut, whatever you want to call it, um, than Master Watto? Like, is there a guy? And let's keep it in at least the 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 two thousands, right? Two thousands on. Is there a young line that has returned from an excursion that has been this much of a fucking flop? Uh, it's too early to call him a flop. I, I, again, I oh, think he's to, a flop. Come on, we gotta wait till the end of the tournament. He's got eight more singles matches against the the best and the brightest the junior division has to offer. If if he shits the bed in this tournament, then I think it's fair to be having that conversation. You you, you don't we're not having that now. He's after had a lot a of singles four, After a four-minute match against a young line, I don't think there's enough to, to go by. The uh, thing I, I is, right, I'm watching match. matches. I've, I've got to try and have an interesting angle for each of them. So that was my angle. Uh, I wasn't, it wasn't uh, my intention to uh, sort of cut my losses with Wata and say that he's a you know, busted flush or anything. Just I feel like he's had lots of chances. The, 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 the juxtaposition of him and Superboy, Hugh <laughs> O'Emmer, was quite jarring. All right, I'm I'm saying I'm ready to I'm ready to, to cut my fucking losses. Um, all right, but all right, let's do that. That let that that'll be that'll be a little fun. Let's do that. Um, let's. This is going to be make or break Master Watto this tournament. Right, Agreed. So we, we'll check in each week and see if the stock Watto stock is going up or down. Okay, Buy or right- sell. <laughs> Right now, right now, you might want to. I'll tell you what. Right now, you might want to buy because I don't think he can look any worse than he did here. <laughs> so buy here, uh, get him low because there's only a, you're only going up from here. Um, all right, I'm ready to cut my losses. Though. I'm ready. I'm ready to fucking bail out. Uh, but okay, we'll we'll give him the tournament and see how he stands and and see where he looks. And then it's it's at that point it's. This is this is a make or break, right, Joel? If he if, if this doesn't work, mm-hmm. we're, we're tossing him in the fucking bin, and <laughs> yes. we're giving him and we're giving him a fucking refresh, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Done. Uh, how much of a loss do you think Kanemaru is? I mean, it's just typical that the, the week after I sp- I spend praising him to the hill about what a great veteran Healy is that he gets injured and is out of the tournament and. Obviously, a lot's going to change because he's a guy who was going to be winning points. He was a guy who was in main events. He had stories with Watto. He had stories with uh, long-term stories with Ishimori. Uh, he, he's got history with Sho. He's got. Uh, I, I was so looking forward to his matches against um, El Desperado and Doki. So, very upset that he is out. But also, I do think Uemura is a very different but also exciting replacement. He's going to lose all his matches. So, you do lose uh, some of the drama there because... You know, maybe I might bite on a few of the near falls, but I think we all know he's going 0 9. But he's a very, uh, well, you know, I've just been praising him for a four, four match defeat against Master Watto. So I think Uemura is a wonderful pro wrestler. So I'm excited to see him. I'm sure we'll make the most of this opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to see a, a young lion get a get an opportunity. But yeah, Kanemaru is kind of, uh, he's a nice binding agent. He's He's going, he makes people better. He, his matches uh, don't fall apart, and if they do fall apart, he's the guy that can help bring them back together. Um, yeah, he's he, he's not gonna he wouldn't won this thing. I, I I would be shocked if he did. 
Like he's a guy that's going going to go middle of the road, maybe a little bit higher, uh, but give you matches that are at worst solid and on on the higher end pretty great. So yeah, I think he's I think he's a a piece of the puzzle that that we could we can honestly say uh, is going to be missed because he's uh again he's one of those guys that that helps keep things together. But again, if we're looking at the positives, we got a night we got a, we got a young lion who is going to get a shot and he's going to work hard and he's going to go over and and, and that'll be that. All right, so our third match then was back to the World Tag League with the team of Jeff Cobb and Great Okan defeating Toa Hinare and Hiroshi Tanahashi in a mere two minutes and 28 seconds. Uh, Cobb pinned Hinare after a tour of the islands. And, and I said, Damon, that Jeff Cobb should go back to this finishing move, the, the old name it had when he worked in Lucha Underground, when he was Matanva. And uh, this move was called Wrath of the Gods. And then he could call it Wrath of Khan. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. It's good dad good. joke there. Uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, we revealed in this match that X is Jeff Cobb. He's Okan's uh, tag partner. He's a new member of the Empire, which no surprises. I mean, we called it last week. Plenty of people did. But I, what I thought was interesting is that Cobb actually has, in the two times that he's wrestled uh, Will Ospreay one-on-one, he's beaten him both times. He's got a win over him at Madison Square Garden in the... Uh, the super show thing that we went to and also in the G1 this year. So it'll be interesting to see the, the sort of power dynamics in that group, given that Cobb, I mean, in terms of the, the match results, is the top guy in that faction. Uh, so, oh, I mean, Damon, I fucking love this tag team already. I, I thought Okan and Cobb looked tremendous here. Even just like the visuals of them standing in the ring together, waiting for their waiting for their prey. It was like a, a throwback to the the host tag teams of yesteryear, you know, like Vader right. and Bigelow. Even though, like, Okan, he's not a huge guy, but he's got that energy about him, and they were great here. They absolutely destroyed Hinares. Uh, I think they should go deep in this tournament, if not win the whole thing. Um, and Okan, he looks like a serious wrestler in his new gear. He's got rid of the sort of the goofy stuff that he was wearing when he first debuted in the UK. And heel Jeff Cobb is a badass. And, well... The, the big question here, Plebber says, do you have any better names for this new tag team than Khan on the Cobb? <laughs> oh, that is great. Holy shit. Khan on the Cobb. Holy fuck. Who is it? Who said that? <laughs> they got to get that was, the uh, Plebber. Holy shit. Oh my God, Joe! That Let might me get be his Twitter handle because I think yes, well, Please. they, he, she could be anyone. Yeah, could be. Holy! All I know is that person's a funny motherfucker. That was line of the fucking day. Okay, so you can find them on Twitter at s o f underscore c k i n g g o o e y. So it's at basically so fucking gooey but with an underscore instead of the U. Holy shit. And then we also had a nice bit of artwork from Stephen at Mull3N. So I've, I've retweeted those before, so you can find them on the Twitter. Oh. Oh, my God. That made me laugh so hard. Uh, on the cob. Holy fucking shit. All right. Well, that's got to be a thing here. That, that is how that this tag team will be referenced now and forevermore. Con on the <laughs> what? 
I find that to be the dumbest thing oh, to make me laugh. Holy shit. Oh, I can't stop laughing about that one, Joel. Oh, fuck me. All right. All right. <laughs> that That's your dad joke right there. Whew. You didn't like that one, Joel? I loved it. I, I, <laughs> it was great. I, I, I retweeted it immediately. I, I nearly spat my tea out when I saw that. So, yeah, <laughs> excellent stuff. What did you think of the match then? What did you think oh, of this new tag match. team? Uh, again, Honari being back. Good to see. Uh, get squashed in two. All right. Um, I, I agree with you. I did get those vibes of of tag teams of yesteryear, 90s specifically, where you would have those Tony Holm and, and, and Scott Norton and, you know, Hercules Hernandez and even to a certain degree, like, you know, Bigelow and Vader and Steiner. You know, that world is where I see the great Okan and Jeff Cobb, better known as Khan on the Cobb, uh, fitting in perfectly. Yeah, they did look good. And I was a little bit shaky on, like, when I heard that it was going to be Jeff Cobb. I didn't know if it was going to work and it was going to fit. Like, I just didn't want Cobb to be, like, a fucking, you know, for lack of a better term, and sorry to steal a phrase, but, you know, a dollar store rhino. You know, I just like, I didn't want that. Uh, and I, I don't think I got that. Um, yeah. This, this is a, this is, again, it even almost reminds me of like, like a Gordian Williams to a certain degree. Um, again, not the same aesthetic, but, you know, built of the, cut from the same cloth. Um, and I hope that that's the direction that they're going and it looks like it is. Yeah, I think they'll be in the mix come finals. Both guys don't have anything to do G1 or, uh, or uh, Wrestle Kingdom. So to have to stick them in, in a tag team mix here's what i don't want and let's can we just get this right out of the way i don't want any situation where we have multiple i want just a one-on-one tag team match for these fucking titles at wrestle kingdom i don't want nonsense three-way dance bullshit and that's my fear because here's what we got joel we've got Cobb and the great okan who i think is in the mix. You got G.O.D., who I think is in the mix. And we got Dangerous Techers, which are your tag team champions. You don't think of... Give me give me your feelings of a possible three-way dance. Now, we got two nights to fill, right? So they, they can get around this in the sense of night one, it's you know these two teams going to determine who wrestles... G- uh, who knows, right? Who knows? Uh, who wins the, the 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 tag league? There's many ways we can do it, but for whatever reason, I got these vibes that we're doing three way. Am I am I am I a little bit horse before the carriage here? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because we had those fears last year and they delivered at Wrestle Kingdom a straight two on two. Uh, it was God versus Finjuice for the tag title. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm going to be optimistic and think it's just going to be a straight two on two match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing is, I mean, I guess we'll discuss this later, but I think having a heel team in in the form of Dangerous Tech as holding the belts does somewhat limit the possibilities for who's going to be challenging them if it is going to be two on two. Because I mean, 
fin what what baby face tag since we got here we've got fin juice we've got the uh, shingo sanada but you think shingo's going to be tied up with a never title are they going to have goto yoshihashi winning Tanahashi and going and Ari, on? Uh, it seems it. unlikely so yeah there's that is a, a question that's brought up so i just see I a bunch know. of tag teams that don't have anything to do that's mm-hmm. my biggest concern oh yeah well you know i'm always a proponent of uh, you just take the two hottest tag teams that you've got. You know, you, you can't just have Gorillas of Destiny in there every year just because it's Gorillas of Destiny and they've got nothing else to do. You've you got to be make bold booking decisions and say, no, you, you don't get to be in the tag title match this year. You're in it in Wrestle Kingdom 13, you're in it in Wrestle Kingdom 14, but this year you're going to sit this one out. Sorry, lads. And right. just stick with two on two. Right. I hope so. I hope so. I... I... Something tells me we're seeing threes, but okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out, Hope. Uh, just a, a little nod to Hinari as well. He didn't get to do much here, but I'm, I'm just really glad to see him back in the uh, New Japan ring. And I remember saying a while ago that I wanted him to use the Muay Thai aspect of his training more in, in his wrestling. And I think he's doing that now. He added some really nasty-looking elbows and kicks to his moveset, which I think look good. So uh, all goes well for the future for Hinari. Yeah, I remember him uh, mentioning that, as a matter of fact, uh, that how he was trying to incorporate a lot more of that in his repertoire. Um, we were uh, we were having a conversation over some fine, uh, thinly sliced beef. <laughs> yeah, well, I was in fucking Akachan Honpo buying a stroller. I remember, David. <laughs> you don't need to rub it in. <laughs> Sorry. It's a really fun time. I wish you were there. All right, uh, where are we going next? We are going to the fourth match, which was Robbie Eagles defeating Doki in 10 minutes, 35 seconds with a Ron Miller special. I thought this match was terrific. It's so good to see Robbie Eagles back. And these guys just did a tremendous job. It was was fast. It was crisp. It was exciting. Back and forth. We had some really exciting near falls. Um, And I know there's a lot of memes about Doki, but I think he's improved a lot. I think he's a legitimately good wrestler. He deserves his spot in this tournament. And I think there's a lot of value to him as the, the entry-level junior heel on the roster. Like, you know, when you, if you have a video game, like you play Mortal Kombat and the, the first person you fight against when you, you open up that game. So I think, uh, yeah, it's really, really uh, impressive match. It definitely exceeded my expectations. I wonder, and, and I'm sure somebody can check in on this, but like Robbie Eagles, did he, were the, was there any pro wrestling in Australia? I know I mentioned that last week. Um because he looked pretty sharp. Um, if this is his first time in a ring in front of people uh, this year, he looked good. And I thought, I thought Doki, this might have been one of my favorite matches. I mean, it helps when you're in a singles match and he gives you a little bit of time. But I like this a lot. Yeah, and I think the Doki's crowd are a- into him as well. I don't know if you noticed that, and and that also was apparent when he was challenging for the Never Six Man titles, and he had that extended stretch against Yoshihashi. But the crowds right. were getting really behind Doki. Yeah, I mean it's it's easy to hand wave him, you know, just it, his position on the on the shows and how he was presented, and you know, as this you know maniac kind of character. Um, it's easy to kind of fucking dismiss that, but. Like I'm more interested. Not in the Super Doki. J cast. We we do not. We you know that's why we have the so many people tuning in and giving us ad money because razor sharp analysis like this. But that, but but here's the thing though. Like for me, I, I would prefer like I I have my eyes a little bit more focused on him. 
than I do Master Wado. Like, like I just, I, I like, I think there's more upsides upside with Doki right now than with a Master Wado. Like, I want to see him in singles matches against, you know, you know, I don't know, Show or Bushi or, uh, you know, El Desperado or Taguchi. Like to me, those matches seem a, 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 by a mile more interesting. Than, than Master Watto matches. Like, are you looking forward to Master Watto to Gucci? Are you looking forward to Master Watto? I know I'm on this Master Watto kick, and I'll, I'll get off it eventually. But are you looking forward to Master Watto versus Bushi? I'm not. Are you? But Doki, I am. Yeah, and I think... Uh... Fans and, and ourselves are going to be invested in this long term. So I'm assuming it's going to be long term of his hunt for a New Japan Championship. He might never get one. He might never hold uh, a title in New Japan. But every time he challenges one, no matter how low level it is, I think there's going to be some excitement there. And it's it's a real underdog story, isn't it? Because he's a guy who wasn't even supposed to be invested to Super Juniors last year. He was only there because Despy got his jaw dislocated by Junko Sai. Mm-hmm. But he he was in the tournament as a late replacement. He did well. He stuck around. He proved his value to the company. And it's hard not to cheer for someone like that. Right. I would agree 100% with that. Um, yeah. Like I said, he's the guy that I have circled. And I'm, I'm, he's, he might not be my odds-on favorite, you know, and he might not be my favorite in the tournament. But, um, like, of, of a... Of a of a task to kind of get through the, the the some of these shows, I want to see how Doki does against you know guys that you might not see him against normally in singles matches. I think it'd be fun. Then our fifth match was World Tag League with Dangerous Techers defeating Goto and Yoshihashi in ten minutes twenty nine seconds with a sunset flip. They had a, a terrific match at Korakuen last month. More great action here. The, the champions were this time using rather than having like a grueling 35 minute match they were using their their cunning to steal the win here it was very different to the, the Korakuen match but I like that because it sort of undercut our expectations because we we're expecting this one to go long but it wasn't we got the heels using their uh, their know-how to steal the win away from the baby faces I really like the finish where uh, Taichi coming in and choking Goto with his face contorted with rage as Zack was reversing the Yoshihashi move into the sunset flip. So yeah, I thought this was uh, really good for the, the relatively short amount of time it had. That was right. That was good. Um, can we, are, are we over the Yoshihashi love at this point now? <laughs> like, it feels like... I, uh, I, I mean, we'll see how he does in the rest of the tournament. I think they are going to be in the mix come the yeah. latter stages of the tournament. I think you, you've lost some part of the drama with Yoshihashi because this is no longer him uh, on his quest for his first title in New mm-hmm. Japan given that he is holding the six-man titles but uh, I, I still think he's improved a lot and I enjoy his matches yep again it just feels like it's you know he's going back on the back burner a little bit um, he's got the never six-man titles how about that right and he's going to go into Wrestle Kingdom more than likely defending a championship so good for him you know first time walking out 
that entrance ramp holding holding some gold. Not bad. There you go. Took you a while, but all right. <laughs> Good job. Uh, how long have Zach and, and Tai Chi been tag champs? It's been a long time, right? Been, been, been Yeah, was it Dominion where they won the belts? Mm-hmm. Something up. Been a while. I'm not good with math, but yes, I think I think they. Uh, I don't think they win this tournament. I don't think the champions ever do. But um, nice to see them going into Wrestle Kingdom holding gold as well. I don't know. I I felt like I th- I feel like this match when it was all said and done kind of put a final stamp on. Okay, Yoshihashi and Yo- and, and Hiroki Goto are not challenging for these titles again anytime soon. Yeah, right? it was a pretty clear That's what it felt dangerous like. techers of the superior team. Right. And 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 we're moving on. Like that like when when this match is over, that was my that was my feeling of okay, we're, they're, they're they're that's over. We're we're moving on here. So because mm. um, often they, they also use these tournaments for guys to get their win back and right. they didn't hear. Right, right. Which kind of surprised me actually. So um yeah, I, was, I thought I thought maybe we would see that, but that that I, th- I feel like that officially puts the nail in the coffin for me. Sixth match, best of the Super Juniors show defeated Bushi in ten minutes twenty seconds with the shock arrow. This was fine. I was a bit disappointed actually because I have very high expectations of show in this tournament, and I had a, a lot of high praise for Bushi as well in the, the junior tag title match a while back. So I was expecting more here, and it wasn't bad. It was just forgettable. How long did this go? Like four minutes, it felt like? No, this was 10 minutes. 10 minutes, 20 really? seconds. That wasn't bad then. Okay. Because it felt like it went quicker than that. I don't know, man. Here's here's my problem. I think Bushi does well in situations, not where he can be hidden, but when you get him into to opportunities where he's got to carry the entire weight of the match, Along with the guy he's in the ring with, I don't think he comes close to a lot of the other people that are in this tournament. Like I feel like Bushi's a, a like when you put him in a tag situation, it feels like you can kind of hide his weaknesses. Um, but when you get him in straight singles matches, I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily feel that's his strong point. He's had his moments. I remember he had a terrific match with Will Ospreay at, I think it was Power Struggle last year. That surprised a lot of people, myself included, because I I thought there was a pretty hard ceiling on a Bushi singles match. But uh, he was in yeah, there with we'll Will, though. The he was in there with Will. I mean, that Just was true. You know, like na- okay, take Will Ospreay out of the fucking equation. Name me a great Bushi ma- Bushi match. Exactly. Uh, Kashida <laughs> match. In 2016, I want to say. Okay, <laughs> okay, that was a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, that was, was a long time ago. Yeah. God Almighty! Yeah. Speaking of lifetime ago, I know uh, I, I like to fucking change gears. I I rewatched something uh, that was uh, Sakura Genesis, um, and right around the same time, I think, right? Um, Shibata and Okada. What a, match. what a fucking match! And you know what that stood out to me about that match? There's no near falls. There's no. Yeah. Wow. So just yeah. Batter each other, and then it's over. Joe, that one spot where Okada's on his knees, and Shibata has wrist control, 
and he is just popping him with those fucking kicks, destroying him. And then they go back with that those that suplex spot where they're doing doing back to back journey. Oh my god, what a match, man! And that fucking headbutt headbutt spot. I just fucking watch it, and it's just like how New Japan changed in that fucking moment. Um, and again, I, I mentioned it before. If that fucking again a headbutt, a fucking headbutt could go either way. You know, if that was Okada, how different New Japan Pro Wrestling would be would have been, and you know the fact that it was Shibata, and how different that was, and and how different you know things have gotten since that one fucking headbutt. And he went another ten minutes after that fucking headbutt, which was amazing. Like the headbutt had nothing to do with the match, Joel. Like it it played zero factor in the finish. Any of it. It was just a spot. And oh, and I just remember Red Shoes going down. Like, even after the match, the doctors instantly in, checking. And him going back, fucking barely being able to walk back. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but I I did rewatch it. And just because we were talking about things back in 2016. But man, feels like feels like that was 100 years ago. But all right, little flashback there. There you go. Stick, stick a pin in that for the next time there's a shutdown and we have to go back to the classic. <laughs> uh, okay, the seventh match was World Tag League with Yujiro Takashi and Evil defeating Sanada and Shingo in 12 minutes 20 seconds. Evil pinning Sanada after the Evil. Uh, I like mm. this LIJ team of Sanada and Shingo. I, I hope some of Shingo's attitudes can uh, rub off on Sanada, and I thought this was a decent match. People. Will uh, and will continue to to shit on the evil and Yujiro team, but I will be paying attention to it. I'm going to talk about it later, but my my feeling is that we will gradually see what I've talked about. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, 
and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Last week, baby's first heel training wheels coming off evil in this tour. And I think we're gradually going to start to see less of the, the Dick Togo shenanigans as it goes on. Okay, I'll, I'll look forward to that. I know a lot of people will as well, because that's one thing that people just can't get past, myself included. Um, and I, and my my big fear in a tournament like this is that this is this is perfect opportunity for some of these nonsense you know shows just to get the, the fucking points to to balance out of of getting that of getting that kind of stuff. Like easily, these are easily hand waveable. Let's do the nonsense. Like if you're going to do the nonsense in a big match, why, why wouldn't you do this fucking in the middle of fucking Nagoya, um, in the middle of the tour? So, all right, we look forward to that. But you're gonna you're gonna have to convince a large segment of our listening audience. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, okay, eight match was the best of Super Juniors again. Rusuke Takuchi defeating El Desperado in twelve minutes thirty five. Uh, via pinfall and this was our favorite team this is tap on the shoulder to gucci time yeah uh, really good match aside from i do have to say a bit of phantom leg selling from the gooch and you know if i criticize osprey for it gooch has got to pay the iron price too so i didn't like that but again that could just be a joel thing uh, what i thought was also interesting was post-match was to gucci talking up his win over despy uh, over one half of the junior tag champs bringing up the fact that he and Watto defeat them in the junior tag tomorrow. So maybe Taguchi and Watto or Taguchi and someone else are going to challenge for those junior tag titles at Wrestle Kingdom. So something to keep an eye on going forward. Wow. Imagine that. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Master Watto and Taguchi. Wow. Mike Fager's doing a dance in the street right now. Okay. We'll wait and see. Maybe it's a show, um, not even at Wrestle Kingdom. You know how they do some quirkins before Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe, maybe on one of those shows. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe they'll have a, a bigger opponent for Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe the Young Bucks will play <laughs> and then lose the to Kanemaru and Desperado in the opening match in eight minutes and twelve seconds. There we go. Clean as a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The door is open. All right. Good. All right, uh, yeah, but this Taguchi was good here. 
Taguchi, like, tap on the shoulder. You you nailed it. And it, he usually has good best of the super juniors. Like traditionally, he he shines in these moments. And there's been plenty of times where he's made it to finals where he's had blowaway matches, like just really fucking great matches, matches where people talk about you know, or at least have it in the conversation of match of the year, match of the year. So. He's good when when it, when he when he needs the uh, when he needs the motivation, I guess. I guess, and I wish we could see this more during the year. But maybe he's the, I've said it before. He's probably the smartest guy in the fucking company. He doesn't, you know, one 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 spot during the year is where you see really work hard to gooch, <laughs> and the rest of the year he's doing the multi man tags. Smart guy. Probably smartest guy in the fucking business. I would love, actually, now that we've brought him up, for Rocky and Taguchi to reprise their mega coaches team. They would be good challengers for Kanemaru and Desperado for Wrestle Kingdom. I dig that. Do you think? How long do you think Kanemaru is going to be out? Uh, I, I think he'll be back by January. He didn't. Okay. Uh, that was my only concern. I, I, I just want to make sure that he'll be back before Wrestle Kingdom and there's no multi-man schmaz <laughs> title situation. Well, if he's not back, you can just slot Doki in there. Although, I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you could just hand Doki a, a New Japan championship like that. Mm. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I tell you what, okay. I'm, looking at a picture, I'm looking at a picture here. I know we're, that we're on for a World Tag League final match right around the corner, right? Um I cannot get over uh, Tamatanga beardless. I cannot get over it. He yeah. 1996 Rocky Maivia. He really does. He really does. And and I'm looking at a picture right now, and he's doing the eyebrow raise. Like he's he's doing the eyebrow raise, uh, and he looks like a spitting image of Rocky Maivia. Uh, all right, so let's go. World Tag League match, Finn Juice, G.O.D., right? Uh, yeah, so Finn Juice winning in 16 minutes 42 with a doomsday device. That's going to be their new finisher, I guess. This was decent sort of US-style tag match. I like the sort of thing you'd see on Strong. Um, that's not meant to be an insult. I, I, I do think both teams need uh, a bit of time to get rid of the ring rust before we can fairly judge them. Uh, but I do think they both need to deliver big in this tournament because the bar's been raised uh, in the division in their absence. There's a lot of teams that have returned that uh, you could say that for, though. Um, I think Juice and Finley are probably my odds-on favorite to win this, right? I mean, A, they're not in any real programs right now. B, they are former champs that got a cup of coffee with those titles. Um, And then COVID and then, you know... They couldn't get back into the mix, and now that they're back, if they they just seem like they're they they are the team. And again, if we're looking for that babyface heel dynamic, I would think that they're the odds-on favorite at this point, right? And and, and again, and getting a win over God, um, again, it's night one, and there's plenty of tournament to go. But you would say they're odds-on favorite, Rachel. I think so, just for the reason that I mentioned earlier about the fact that we've got heel champions already. 
And yeah, yeah dangerous tackers against Finjus, I think, would be a, a fun match. Obviously, we're yep. going to see it during the tournament, but uh, yeah. Yeah. And you could put Fale in with GOD. They could challenge for the Never Six Mans, right? You could do that. Um, Shingo, he's got the Never. Yeah, it just all kind of makes sense. I think, I think if you look at it with any clear eye, you can see that this is the this is the way that they're going. I would I would put the I would put the house on it, Joel. Put the house on it. Which brings us to the main event then: best of the Super Juniors, Hiromu Takahashi defeating Taiji Ishimori, the champion, junior champion Ishimori, in twenty minutes six seconds with a time bomb. And so uh, Hiromu obviously he got out wrestled at Jingu with his bad shoulder. So I like the strategy here, which was to slow down the uh, initial flurry of Ishimori, get him out of the ring, and then. Just do crazy, dangerous shit to him on the outside. And yeah, this is tremendous stuff. they got great chemistry. I, I love the interplay between uh, the crisp, explosive power of uh, Ishimori and that sort of reckless, flailing offense of Hiromu. They're both so athletic and, and fast. And they always manage to go out there and, and have uh, a different matches that are memorable for different reasons. Like the best of the Super Juniors final in 2018. It, that was a classic uh, New Japan match of the year epic and the Jingu match was less than half that length but a really well built shoulder match and Mm -hmm. this one was different again it had all the the crazy dangerous moves you know it reminded me a bit of that Wrestle Kingdom 11 Hiromu versus Kushida match for the the junior title and they did some really wild stuff here Uh, and this is you know what a lot of people think of when they think of the New Japan junior division the only thing actually I found a bit strange was that even though it was 20 minutes long, it wasn't a short match, it felt like it ended quite abruptly. There weren't any near falls. Ishimori never came close to winning, despite being the champion. So it felt like a surprisingly comprehensive win for Hiromu. So I'm curious as to see, is Wrestle Kingdom going to see a rematch of this? Is this the biggest match in the junior division that is worthy of being on a Wrestle Kingdom? But uh, what are your thoughts? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I had the same feeling too. The abruptness of it, um, and and correct me if I'm wrong, and the, and the feeling that I got, we've seen a lot of that in recent months with New Japan booking, like quick finishes, quick pins, quick, you know, not a lot of dare I say that dramatic multiple kickouts, hit the finisher, you know, it feels like. Just in recent months, we've seen a lot more of that less less of that that match style of build 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 bang finish as opposed to build build finish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that's because of the clap crowds that they're thinking? Well, people can't cheer. So what is the point in? layering the drama up to which would normally be used to elicit a, a really excited response from the crowds when they're not right. going to get that do you think they've just been like well no let's let's not do that i'd have to think that that's a factor right i'd have to think that's a factor i mean at the end of the day the, the people that are in the ring are there to tell a story through their bodies within the ring of you know of, of, of and, and creating a match to tell the story to the people in the paying audience and the people watching at home. Well, when you take and and more importantly, the the people in the arena, so they can elicit a a reaction, so that it helps add to that dramatic flair during the match. One hundred percent. I mean, 
again, a lot, everything that they do in the ring is is for that. Whether it's you know the you know veterans saying, "Hey, buddy, slow down in the ring. Take your time. Blah blah blah. Let things fucking resonate. Let you know. Let things. Let the people digest what you did. You know. Uh, you know and to those near falls and, you know, you don't want to kick out of every fucking thing under the sun and, you know, wait, you know, have that build in a normal, you know, all those things is there so that you can, you you can grab the crowd by, by the, by the shirt and say, you know, come, come with me for this ride. I'd have, I'd have to think that I'd have to think that, that, that is a key factor in what, why we're seeing what we're seeing. So it's funny that you, you mentioned that because I got that feeling after this match too, and it felt like okay, this is this seems like a a marked and a deliberate decision that we've seen in the past couple of months. Now, again, these aren't like, these are clap crowds, as as people like to call them. Um, there's still people in this arena though, and it's and there, there's going to be more. I feel like. I feel like Japan has a handle on on this COVID situation. And and I'm going to say this too. They should be fucking applauded. New Japan as well. Because if, correct me if I'm wrong, they haven't had a COVID positive case yet. Fans, wrestlers. Now they might be putting stuff under the table that we don't know about. Possibly. But the word is, is that there's been none. Has been a one. And that should be applauded. That should be fucking applauded for the job that they've done. My point being is that there are crowds in in these arenas. Again, they can't yell. They can't scream. I think there are going to be more people than, you know, maybe not Wrestle Kingdom. But right after Wrestle Kingdom, I, I think, you know, they're going to get a little bit more people. Baseball's, I mean, it's an open, and baseball's an, an open uh, stadium situation, mind you. Um, but they're getting a lot of people. I don't know. Again, the point being, Joel, I know I go off into five different fucking worlds here. My point being is that, yeah, I do think it's a, a conscious, deliberate decision to book finishes the way that they have. Yeah, well, I'm glad you said that. I think a lot of people will be reassured by that because I know uh, there are a lot of others out there who think that the company has fundamentally changed in the way uh, it's booked, in the way that matches are laid out. Uh, so I am on in the same boat as you. I think it's a just a, one of the byproducts of uh, a crazy year. Like I, I went into detail last week. You know, the booking has had to be compressed because they lost a ton of shows, and uh, the fact that there are half capacity crowds who are not allowed to cheer it it makes total sense to me that you would adjust the match style accordingly and i think come 2021 hopefully fingers crossed when the world gets back to normal then you're going to start seeing 100 percent of the the new japan that you know and love i mean you you know you go back to wrestle kingdom 14 which was everything that i love about new japan they're not just going to be looking at that thinking hey you know the the wildly successful formula we had let's not do that anymore let's completely change it you know it it seems like a bit of reactionary to to think that's the case right and we mentioned right and we mentioned it last week joel where you know i'm sure that there are guys especially guys at the top that you know said yeah they're probably loving this there's a great opportunity to 
So heal pause button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have to kill themselves in the fucking ring in front of you know half empty arenas. Why? Why would they do that? You know, it's so we're gonna they're gonna try new things. They're gonna try things that might not always stick. Um, and as much as you know, we what was the what was our biggest complaint pre COVID that they had all these guys in the in this middle batch that you know we'd love to see them kind of rise up and we got that you know we we got that this year if if there's any positive in 2020 that's that's a, a new japan positive now you may not agree with the fact that some people got that rub and were elevated um but i think that's a good thing given the circumstances and the cards that this company was dealt with I think they made the most of what they were, what what they had, and they had the balls to do it. They could have very easily said, "Okay, let's just continue on the same path." Again, some of this stuff has stuck, and some of it has not. I am trying to be very clear here. There are times where I come on this fucking show, and I'm like, "This this fucking thing was not for me." But but I always know that there is an asterisk. It's 2020. I don't think it's going to stay like this, and. I give them credit for having the balls to fucking at least try something new. Again, has everything stuck? No. No. But they had the balls to try it. I appreciate that. I did say this back in, when, when I think when we reviewed Dominion, that as far as I'm concerned, this stretch, they're playing with house money. They've got yeah. nothing to lose, really, because the, the shows are going to sell out anyway. Uh, from what I understand, New Japan World subs are as high as they've ever been, so it's not as if people are so disgusted by I don't know the, the interference and run-ins or ref bumps or whatever that they're cancelling their subscriptions so I you know apart from what I think is a, a noisy I don't know is it fair to say a minority of western fans I mean if what other metrics have we got grapple averages going down is that really something we want to <laughs> pay too much attention to not for me um, and again, I'm not one of these people that is going to live or die by the business uh, aspect of things, because at the end of the day, I want to see a product that is uh, exciting and creative and, and fresh and puts on good rest. I'm not that interested in what the, the bottom line is financially for these companies. But at the, at the same time, I think it's important to read the route and, and see, given the hand that New Japan have been dealt with all the COVID situation, it would make sense to me, at least, to take some risks and try and elevate. You know, this we got to see what... The, the guys that we usually rely on to be delivering the five-star classics, what they've been doing this year. So, Okada, his job this year has been get over Will Ospreay as a top heel. Uh, Naito's job has been to get Evil over as a top-level heel. And guys like Sanada, Ibushi, his, his job has been, and, and Ibushi and Tanahashi, their job has been getting over the tag division, get over dangerous techers. So uh, it's understandable to see why uh, the you know average match ratings might have dipped a bit, but you also have to understand why that's happened and, and what the, the intention of that is. And I think it will reap dividends for them in the not-too-distant future. Yep. And I'll go so far as to say this. You put Shibata and Okada in an empty arena, and you're going to not have the same reaction as you would that you know watching it with a packed sumo hall. You know, um, 
when when the, the, the that opening guitar strum of Shibata's music hit, you heard the crowd just go whoa. You know, that's that, that, that those crowds were fucking on fire, livid. Rav, they couldn't get enough of that match. That helped that match elevate. Um, and I don't know if people would talk about this classic pro wrestling match if you put that in a fucking empty warehouse, you know, with with a voiceover. <laughs> you know, it's 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 it, it was it's a different dynamic for sure. Um, so, not that's not to say the match wasn't fucking great. It was, but you know, there is something to be said about a noisy, ravenous crowd that was eating up every fucking spot. Um, that helps make a pro wrestling match a great pro wrestling match. Japanese Retro Game Center says, was the opening Best of Super Juniors Tag League the best show of the year without any titles on the line? For what it needed to accomplish, I say mission accomplished. Uh, I mean, I, I, there might be a couple of G1 shows that I think peaked higher than this, but I thought it was a, a really enjoyable, albeit long. I was feeling it by the end, but I thought this was a very good show. I thought this was a good show. I don't know if I'm going as far as very good show or the best. What was the, what was the, the best show of the year? With no titles saying? on the line. With no titles on the line. Huh. I'd have to really think about that. I mean, it was a good show. Don't get me wrong. When I, I Again, I felt like it was long. Maybe it was that was just me uh, being used to the, the two-hour shows. Um, I thought... Matt, here's the thing: the show was long, but the matches were relatively quick. Um, I'll give you a definitely, maybe. I I, I can't put my my stamp of approval on that. Okay, so let's then move on to the next show, which was a World Tag League only show. So we opened up Young Lion Machio Tsuji defeating Gabriel Kidd seven minutes thirty six with Boston Crab. Uh, I think it's notable as well that. Gabriel Kidd is going to be working with some of the dads on this tour, uh, you know, like Nagata, Honma, Kojima. So it's like a sort of mini promotion for him. And uh, also, I thought I, I liked Yotosuji in the backstage comments saying that he was going to protect Tanahashi. So if you're going to attack Tanahashi, you've got to go through me first, which is very cute. Um, but yeah, I don't have a, a, too much. I mean, you've seen this match a million times. So I guess we, we go straight into the World Tag League tournament matches. Uh, Gorillas of Destiny defeating Chase Owens and Bad Luck Farley in 10 minutes, 7 seconds. Uh, Tamatonga beating Chase Owens with the sharpshooter. What, what do you think of this one? I like the idea of going into it, right? And I think we're going to see a lot of these. Uh, what is there? How many different Bullet Club teams are there in this fucking uh, thing here? Um, three. Yeah. So we'll see a couple of them. Uh, yeah, on paper, I thought. I was more. Let's put it this way: on paper, sounded sexier than than the actual uh, going through the process of. Um, I thought it was okay. I I I didn't think it was horrible um, by any stretch. I thought it was a okay match, unmemorable. I don't think anything like it was okay. Like, I, what do you remember of this match? Yeah. Well, the the only thing I could say that might be noticeable if there does turn out to be some sort of bullet club civil war in the future this might be a moment you go back to and think ah so this is where you know the caesar discord first started to show between farley and gorillas of destiny or between god and chase Owens or or whatever but i could just be you know reading too much into that is that the jado stuff 
Yeah. Because um, Chase and Farley were quite outraged after the match that Jado attacked them with a stick. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't have a I take know, It's on hard, that. isn't it? It's, it's hard to have an angle for <laughs> every right. interesting takes on, on all of these matches. Yeah, it, it was a match. It was fine. Here's what I know. I know that, that Fale and Owens are what? They, they lost both their matches now, right? Correct. 0-2. Yeah. All right. G-O-D 1-1. and All right. Um, I, I, I guess my 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 underdog spoiler, Fale and, and Chase Owens, <laughs> need, need, to, need, to, need to pick up the pace here. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if you're going to take anything from it, it's that little, you know, the fact that Giotto fucked up and interfered and okay all right <laughs> all right third match then was uh yoshihashi and hiroki goto defeating khan on the cob uh goto pinning okan in th- 30 minutes 41 seconds with the goto nishiki and it was it was kind of like a fluke win wasn't it it didn't yeah hurt khan on the cob they were you know okan was in the ring, ranting and raving, like, ah, you escaped this time. It, they weren't soundly defeated by any means. It was more like Yoshihashi and Goto uh, squeaking out the win there. Yeah. I was a little surprised. I mean, I know that they do that in in, in tournaments um, to kind of keep people level, keep people interested in teams until the end. Um, what do you think of... of um, Okan's claw. Do you like that as a finisher? Or as, as a lead to a finisher? Uh, I don't have any strong feelings on it. I mean, I thought it was I okay it. when Lance Archer did it. I I, I don't mind it. You, you're not a fan. I've never liked it. I've never liked the claw as a finisher. Baron Von Raschke, uh, Kerry Von... I, I've never got... I Like, like it's just squeezing someone's head. Okay. You can't roll over. You can't. I, like I just hate. I just. I, I like. I'm not, no, he's I'm not got even the tape saying, on his hands, Damon. So is that what it is? To them. Yeah. <laughs> he's got like sticky. Like, he's, like, he's like a wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. Um, no, I never liked it. I never. I never liked that as a finisher. I never liked it as. Uh, at, at any point in my his, in the history of my wrestling fandom, I just never understood. Like again, okay, claw goes on. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. You can't. Like you, you can't. I just, I don't know. I, I know the the grip is so strong, it, you can't knock it off. Okay, I don't know. I just, I just, you know how there's like those weird things in pro wrestling where you just can't suspend your your disbelief. Uh, the claw is it for me. Some people, it's the Irish whip. whip. Some people, it's uh, skull end. Some people think it's you know whatever the fuck it is. This is my thing that throughout the years it's just been that i gotta be honest with you the other thing was is an atomic knee drop like an atomic knee drop is one of the worst finishers of all time i've never like maybe if the knee hit him in the fucking nuts i would be like okay that makes sense but how does the knee in on your ass bone wind up being a pinning predicament help me understand that yeah, it's like, like the sort of move that could pin someone in a Survivor Series elimination right. match. Right, right, right. Just, I don't know. I don't know why we, we got on this tangent. But yeah, every time I see fucking Khan hit that fucking claw, I just, oh, 
I hate that th- goddamn thing. I hate that thing. Yeah, right, I, I, I prefer them with Okan throwing the opponent into the tour of the islands. I think that's a cool yes. finisher. And I'm sure that's... they'll work out some cool tag stuff as they, they go on in the tournament. Uh, fourth match then was... Yujiro and Evil defeating Finjuice in 12 minutes, 11 seconds. Evil pinning Finley with the Evil. And I think this is sort of proof of concept here. I think Evil's getting better at coming up with more creative finishes. This is something I praised El Desperado for uh, before on the podcast. And now we're seeing it with Evil. Like in the finish of this match, he directed Finley's landing off the springboard Prima Nocta. Uh, in the right position to shove him into the ref and then do the dick punch and the evil. And it's, you know, it's not a massive change from what we've seen before, but it, <laughs> no, it is it's a not. bit more, well, bear with me, it's more fluid, it's less, oh, look at what I just did, everyone. It, it's less jarring. There, there were no stupid, nonsensical red shoes ref bumps here. Uh, the heel bent the rules, used his cunning to get one over on the baby faces. In this match, in the, the closing stretch, there was no Dick Togo interference, right? No, no choking, despite them being against the reigning World Tag League champions, the former IWGP heavyweight tag champions. Dick Togo was not involved at all. It was Evil using his cunning to get the win by himself. So he's still cheating, but it's not bash you over the head with it cheating. And it, it's baby steps, Damon. Uh, you want a really spicy prediction from me, right? Yes. Evil versus, I don't know, let's say Sonata at Wrestle Kingdom. Evil wins clean. Okay. No no dick punches, no dick togos, no. no nothing. Nothing with a dick. No. All right. Look. Uh, I know Evil, and correct me if I'm wrong, because there was a lot of pro wrestling that I watched in a little bit of time. Evil shoved Finley into ref, correct? He shoved Finley towards the ref, and the ref turned away for a second to protect himself from getting right, covered up from, from the collision. Yeah, and then whilst the referee had his back turned, uh, Evil punched Finley in the dick, and then did the evil to him. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's a real. I, I kind of feel like we're in the same world. Kind of feel like we're in the same world. Um, well, it's, I, there's, it, it, there's not interference there, and okay. there's not a ref bump there. So those are things ah, that people. Ref, I mean, the ref didn't go down, but the referee is 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 highly distracted. The referee didn't look like an ref absolute. Yeah, again, okay. baby steps, Damon. This was baby not. Steps. This was not <laughs> okay. red shoes getting lightly shoved into a turnbuckle pad and then <laughs> requiring medical a... assistance for ten minutes <laughs> on the side of the <laughs> ring. So again, okay. I'm not saying that this is some sort of wrestling masterclass. I'm not saying that Evil is suddenly a rest of the year candidate. I'm saying right. baby steps. Like, you, you know, All you right. want some analysis and insight here. I'm saying in this tour, watch Evil, watch his matches very closely because I think those training wheels are starting to come off. Not completely. I'm not saying he's going to be turning into Ricky the Dragon Steamboat come December. But That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're, baby steps. All right, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm marking these words down. We'll keep an eye out for evil. Uh, I'll, I'm going to go so far as to say this. And again, you're looking for those baby steps, those incremental steps to kind of shy away from this. I'm going to say flat. When's the next show? When is Today? Today the next show? Tonight? Uh, the next World Tag League show. Oh, I just closed. 
<laughs> Close oh, the tab. Put you on the spot. I was so excited to tell you that my finger slipped. Uh, All right, but no, what? there's no show today. The next World Tag League show, I think, will be Thursday. So Wednesday okay. will be best of Super Juniors. Thursday will be World Tag League. And they're All right, so on Thursday, everyone keep an eye out for evil. Let's see. I'm going to say that we're going to go hard the opposite way. I think we will see bullshit aplenty come next, uh, come this Thursday. Well, so they are against Gorillas of Destiny, so... Ah! <laughs> There's a, right. a big, big asterisk there. Would you like to bet one uh, dollar on this? Sure. I mean, honestly, though, like in all seriousness, do you not think that there is some significance in the fact that they beat the reigning World Tag League champions without having any of the Dick Togo strangling stuff? Okay, again, there was still dumb shit that occurred. You know, ref distraction, ball shot... Yeah, but that's yeah, stuff that Desperado still... does in his matches, but then everyone says that he's a great wrestler and a brilliant heel. He does the same right, stuff. Because, right, because when he does that, it's not the over-the-top stuff that were five fucking matches in a row before that. Like, like the evil Dick Togo stuff takes it to a new fucking level. And just because it's been ratcheted down a little bit doesn't necessarily mean he's off that fucking soapbox. No, I'm not saying he is. Again, I mean, this is my whole thing. It's baby steps. All right, but I'm saying, I, I, I'm, no, I, what I'm saying is, I'm, I, I, I expect Lyons, a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I expect a, I expect a dollar in my PayPal account come Thursday uh, Thursday night. Let's put it that way. All right. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Uh, oh, one other little thing. Uh, I think David Finley needs to work on his promos because when he's standing next to Juice Robinson, and uh, Juice Robinson is delivering one of his, you know, classic brilliant baby faced foul mouth rants. And David Finley's just there sort of shrugging at the camera saying, yeah, I agree with what you said and walking off. He's got to be doing more there, I think. Yeah, it would be nice. But I will say this. It's going to, that's, that's tough competition. I mean, you're going against a guy who's talking about sharding his pants, you know? And, and uh, uh, all the other gems that we got from G1. That's, that's tough competition. That's... Uh, he he might want to he might want to take a back seat and just let Juice do the promos, um, just because it's going to be tough stiff competition to kind of to 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 match up to that the, the comedy and the lines and the delivery that Juice has right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd rather him not. How about that? I'd I'd rather him just stay silent. I'd rather him be fucking Bobby Eaton at this point, uh, and just not say a peep. And let Juice do the talking because he's right now. Right now, Juice might be my favorite backstage promo. He might be the guy that I I enjoy the most backstage promo wise. The fifth match was Sonata and Shingo defeating Yano and Ishii. Sonata pinned Yano in twelve minutes twenty four with an O'Connor bridge. So we got some ha ha's early on with Yano and Sonata like wrapping Sonata in the ring apron. Uh, maybe Sonata should just become a comedy wrestler. I don't know. But uh, uh, there were some surprisingly intricate striking exchanges with Ishii and Shingo with actual dodging and blocking of strikes, not just whacking each other really hard. And I thought a really good closing sequence with Yano and Sonata going back and forth with different pinning combinations. I thought this was good stuff. And uh, I liked Shingo's quote backstage afterwards where he said, of his tag team with Sonata, we exist between calm and fury. Very poetic, very apt. <sighs> yeah. You know what's amazing and where we don't get enough credit? 
the fact that we review every one of these fucking World Tag League matches, <laughs> and this is one of them. Where, now, I, look, I, to, now you've mentioned it, I can't promise we're going to do that for every show. Like, if we come back next Tuesday with like five shows to talk about, I cannot promise I'm going to go match by match. But if there's something to say, I'll say it. I mean, here we only have what on this show five matches to talk about. So it's okay, but I'm not. Yeah. I can't save that energy for every single podcast we do for this t- tour. No, no. I mean. Um, I think there is one guy that I here's here's the problem that I had going into this match. I I you know me I like Shingo a lot, I like Ishii a lot, Yano I could f- care less, Sonata even worse. So you know Shingo and Ishii exchanges I'm into. The problem is, is that I feel like I've seen them a thousand times. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I've seen, I've, I've been to this dance a lot, in the, especially this year. Um, and the other combinations, I don't, I have no way to get invested. So it's just me with my eyeball staring at a TV at, at a certain point. You know, where you're just like, oh, okay. Um, that being said, the match wasn't terrible. The, the match was – let's put it this way. I don't think this match was a decent semi-main event. I thought it was a good semi-main event. Nothing where you're going to get over, overly excited over. Nothing where anything's going to stick out. Nothing where I'm you know jumping out of my chair. Nothing where – a three-star match if, if we're thrown around the flakes – Right, this is three star tag match between guys that you've seen a thousand times, and really the only glimmer of hope that you have is a if you're a Yano fan and you like the ha ha's, you got a couple, but you've seen them all before. You got Shingo and Ishi in an exchange that you've probably seen many times before, and it really wasn't anything to, to get too excited over. And you got boring, you know, sexy Sonata. Boring, sexy Sonata. <laughs> you know what I mean? Boring, sexy Sonata. Close, no. the, book, close the book on Say a Sonata because that's it. <laughs> Boring, sexy Sonata. <laughs> that's it. That's just what you got. So, fuck this match. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, come on. It's, it's the uh, 1,400 people in the Komatsu City Suehiro Gymnasium. You know, this is not exactly the Tokyo Dome. So, it's a house show. But um, you know, we're, we're still watching this crap anyway. Uh, okay, the main event was a Dangerous Techers defeating Tanahashi and Hilari. Taichi pinning Hilari after 19 minutes 30 seconds with the Zach Mephisto. And a big chunk of this match was Dangerous Techers going after Tanahashi's leg again, uh, effectively taking him out of the match, which shows some nice continuity with their feud. And I especially like to see them starting to reverse each other's moves. Like there was a moment where Tanahashi reversed the Dangerous Backdrop into the Sling Blade. But Actually, my biggest takeaway was how much they gave to Hinari, who stood up to everything Taichi could throw at him and was just overwhelmed by the numbers in the end as the, the synergy and timing of Dangerous Techers was too much for him. But in spite of the loss, I thought Hinari looked really good here. And I know everyone talks about Hinari versus Ishii or Hinari versus Shingo. Big brain time, Damon. Give me Hinari versus Taichi. Mm. And more to the point, having uh, Dangerous Techers as dominant 
reigning champions adds more prestige and importance to the World Tag League because the tag titles feel like a big prize worth fighting for. So with Dangerous Techers on top, they're the gold standard. Everyone's got to match that. Their matches are great. Their promos are great. They carry the belts proudly. They put them over every chance they get. Even when they're in singles action in the G1, they're still talking about being tag champions. It's a rising tide lifting all boats. So we've got great champions. The titles feel prestigious. But we're still somewhere away from having a healthy tag division. But the seeds are there. I've seen enough so far in this World Tag League to believe that it could be a strong division because it's not just about dangerous techers. It's about having four or five other teams in the division who can do what they're doing and build that chemistry, work on those tag moves and put over the division. Speak like you're proud of being a tag wrestler and you want to be a tag champion. So dangerous techers, they're doing their part. Golden Aces did their part earlier in the year. Goto Yoshihashi did their part in being quality challengers last month. I want them to keep it up in this tour. And now... It's on the Finn Juices and the G.O.D.s and the Khan on the Cobbs, Shingo and Sonata, etc. They've got to do their part too. But in the post-match, uh, in the post-match promo, Zach was saying that Dangerous Techers have saved the division. Before they came along, the belts were show-pie, they were crap. But now they mean something. And he's not wrong, is he? He's not wrong. Not wrong. And everything you said is great. I agree with... Look, you go down that, that roster in World Tag League... You know, taking even taking dangerous techers out of it. I mean, you have three or four teams that are at the very least interesting and you know legitimate contenders for a tag title. It doesn't feel like it's just this mix mash of bullshit. I mean, you. you I wanted to say the empire, but no, I had to pull back because it's because it is con on the cob. Uh, you know, even a team that, you know, could easily be, okay, this might be a little bit stale, um, with G.O.D. feels a, a, a bit fresher. Um, Sonata and Shingo I can get into. Um, even Yoshihashi and Goto, again, on paper, it's very easy. I think we're, we're conditioned to be like, uh... But then you got to be like, whoa, wait a minute. Yoshiashi's had a really fucking good year. It's not a bad tag team. Yeah. I agree with you, man. It's it's up to them to carry that fucking torch. Finjuice, G.O.D., all those teams that I mentioned. The tag division has been really a bright spot this year. It's It's been a bright spot this year. Um, and that kind of, it kind of is part of that, that, that idea of, the middle of the card, getting the spotlight and getting the shine. Um, dangerous Techers have led the way on that. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that the tag team division for years always been one of those fucking situations where what more can can they do something with it? Can they just pay attention to it? Can they, they can they treat these belts? Uh, look, let's put it this way: I'm taking this any day of the fucking week over the dregs that we had before. With Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson and the fucking kingdom, right? Come on. We had some pretty fucking dark times with that, that, that those tag belts. And we, and we were fucking dying to have like something like, uh, you know, anything, a- anything was, was better than what we were getting. I think we did good. I think we're doing good here. 2020 is the year of the tag team. And I think we're doing real well. 
So what you're telling me, Damon, is you do not want to see a return to the World Tag League for Brian Breaker and Leland Race. <laughs> what? What do I want to see? No. You don't remember them in the 2016 World Tag League? Who? Brian Breaker and Leland Race. They got six points. No? Not ringing a bell? I, I, a few months ago, I listened to you and Colin talking about them on the Puracast. Can I? I, I listen, I'm getting old. I'm getting very old. And, and my brain doesn't quite work as well. I'm going to literally Google World Tag League 2016? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's some fucking teams in this one, Damon. Oh, my gosh. See, this is why I cannot, I, I, I won't have people bitching about, oh, the World Tag League's rubbish. Because you compare the lineup this year with this 2016 lineup, and fuck me, we've made some progress. All right, so here's 2016. War Machine. I liked War Machine. I think they, they fit in real well in New Japan. Brian Breaker and Leland, I, I do not remember this team at all. I swear to you. I. I couldn't pick them out of a fucking police lineup. All right, I'm going to play this. I'm just checking what I say. I don't remember these guys at all. And I and I feel terrible saying that. They beat Tenkoji in the tournament. I know. I know. I'm looking at the, I, I don't remember them at all. I don't remember them at all. Yeah, first night... Uh, no, uh, first night they beat um, Yujiro and the Hangman Page. Who? <laughs> this is, this is, these were these NWA guys. Did they come out with like... Um, I'm telling you, man. I, I swear to you. I have no recollection. So yeah, your point, your point is made. I don't. I, Billy Gunn and Yoshitatsu. Bad luck, Farley and Bone Soldier. So look, I know I complain about Farley and Chase Owens, but it could always be worse. Um, I, now I'm going back and watch. I I'm looking at pictures right now. Wow, go back, go, <laughs> listen, share us your favorite memories of Brian Breaker and Lilan Race. <laughs> wow. I'm telling you, I've, I've, I do not remember them at all during World Tag League. And now I got to go back and watch all these matches. I'll give you a full report next week. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Wow. Whew. Well, 2016 was what? Five years ago? These are Harley Race guys. I guess yeah, NWA stuff. Yeah, I'm telling you flat out. And and again, I, I don't. I'm not even saying they're bad. I'm not even. I just. I have absolutely no fucking recollection of watching these guys in World Tag League. They might have been the the greatest fucking thing since sliced bread. I have. I do not remember a moment with these two fine gentlemen in World Tag League. So now I have to go back and watch this. Why did you bring that name up? How did you find this? What, what, what? <laughs> did we do shows on this? Me and Colin? Yeah, the reason I was listening to that is because if you might remember our um, 
watch along, classic watch along thing. I picked the GOD versus GBH 2016 World Tag League final as one of right. well, probably GOD's best best match. So I went back and listened to the Purocast episodes, and yeah, you you were talking about those guys during that show. It was a good listen. Did actually. I like them? Did I like them? Uh, I can't. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I can't even remember if I liked them. I uh, I'll, I'll go back and watch a couple matches. I, I I and again, I'm saying this as I just do not remember it. I do not remember them in the ring at all. Not a bit. Um, like when you said the names, I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's go back and watch it. Everyone, go back and watch. Uh, Brian Breaker and Leland Rice in World Tag League 2016, right? Yep. All right. Let's 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 give it a watch along. Now, uh, earlier in the week or last week, actually, I got into an interesting discussion with uh, Dave Meltzer about one Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, Tanahashi, after this oh. main event, he said his backstage comments were simply this: He said, "It's clear right now that I'm useless to New Japan." Uh, Big Dave said that. The way Tanahashi has been used this year is, and I quote, promotional malpractice. Where do you stand on it about Tanahashi's use in New Japan in 2020? Um, Again, I I feel like it's, here's a guy that has been arguably the greatest pro wrestler in our lives, uh, our lifetime, um, and arguably one of the greatest pro wrestlers of any lifetime. In a year uh, that has been difficult at worst, or at you know at least difficult and e- extremely difficult at best, it's there. I think he's been used exactly as he should be used. If the goal this year was to get talent over he's done a remarkable job he spent he's he's had great matches um i mean he's not gonna win g1 uh, do you, you want to make him a finalist okay you could but, yeah, it, but i, I think Dave's point was he thinks too many people are beating tanahashi and that he shouldn't have a losing record in the g1 that he should have been uh, you know, in the mix going into the final. Like he basically said each time he... Che- and, and, you know, Dave doesn't watch every New Japan show, but he says all the big shows that he's watched, Tanahashi's been he's decent. Liking. And he, sh- he thinks Tanahashi should be, could be used more effectively than that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to disagree in the sense that he couldn't be more effective this year than, than in previous years. Like... Again, if the goal is, and I think everyone can agree that the goal of New Japan this year is, let's get through this fucking thing, number one. Two, let's elevate mid-carders who, again, may not be Hiroshi Tanahashi in talent, in stature, in everything. Um, But if you have a guy like that at your disposal, that's that's the time that... You need a, a a star losing to people helps make uh, stars. He spent half the year in what a lot of people would say is one of the most interesting programs in 2020, helping Zach, helping Taichi, and 
to a certain degree, helping give a little bit of a rub of to to Ibushi, who not necessarily that he needs it, but can help further elevate the idea of you know Ibushi's kind of saying, you know, you you I need you to pick up your game. No. I yeah. I'm the biggest Hiroshi Tanahashi guy on God's green earth. Did did any of those losses ding Hiroshi Tanahashi's worth to to anyone in their eyes? Like the guy is Teflon. The guy could lose a hundred matches in a row, and and I don't think anyone would be like, ah, Hiroshi Tanahashi sucks. Right? It's not like he's fucking Hiroki Goto. Nah, I, I would disagree with that. I would disagree with that. Um, I don't think he's been. I don't think he's been ruined by this year. I think he's been booked effectively to. If your goal is getting them those those middle guys over, I think he's been. I think he's. Who else are you going to put in that role of of putting over guys who need to be elevated? Like, okay, so in the same breath, don't complain to me if they didn't do it that, oh, New Japan's stale or New Japan doesn't develop stars or New Japan does, you know what I mean? Like, that's how you develop stars. You get guys that can be worth something and still be worth something at the end of the day, after it's all said and done, to elevate others. I think that era of a, a win over Tanahashi meaning something has passed. If you pay attention to the product, I mean, you could go back to, I don't know, 2017, where uh, in the New Japan Cup, Tanahashi had a surprise defeat to none other than Evil. And then you set up a notice and go, wow, Evil pinned Tanahashi. That, that's big. That could mean something. And, Yano picked Tanahashi. Look, look, look where we are now. So, okay, he has just, he's been gradually on the decline since then. You know, he had his, his big title win early 2019 and lost it straight away to someone who was younger, fitter, stronger, faster, hungrier than him. And that that is that's what you know that's reality, isn't it? That's the reality of a sports star. He, he's 44. He's not a whippersnapper anymore. I think the his win loss record completely makes sense, and I think it, it is dramatically uh, compelling and, and satisfying and. Yeah, it makes me invested in him emotionally because he's a guy who think is full of self doubt and thinking, "Am I too old for this? I, I can't hang with these guys anymore." Should but they should can. I... Yeah, I'm sorry. Good. Yeah, uh, but he can. And, and, and yeah, he can go out there and have brilliant matches. He's more than capable of that. But is he capable of winning the big matches anymore? And, and to me, that is more interesting than having him being protected and only losing a handful of matches in a year. He's lost, you know, it's not like, again, G1, he loses to Yano, you know, in, in a hair pull roll-up match. And he's lost again. Like he, he loses to Yano more times than not in those scenarios. That's what makes it kind of interesting, those matches. Um, he put over Osprey. He put, you know, I don't, look, to me, he's a guy that, Without question, that no one's questioning his ability to still go, even physically, the state that he's in and the age that he's in. But you are right in the sense that you don't want to keep a guy that at that age constantly at the top of your card. 
Because what happens is, is that that slope becomes very steep and that decline goes, very, you know, it, it, you keep a, you have to build new stars is my point. You have to build new stars. And the only way you build new stars is, is to have those stars beat top stars. And it doesn't hurt Hiroshi Tanahashi in any way, shape, or form, him doing that. Like, when, when, when he got the win over Kenny, when Kenny was, was going out the door, did anyone bat an eyebrow or an eyelash or bat anything at the idea of Hiroshi Tanahashi winning that title? Again, I think Kenny Omega did. <laughs> Good point. Good point. But you see what I'm saying, right? Um, I think I think Hiroshi Tanahashi's been booked fine for a 2020 year that has been fucked from the beginning. So I think I think he's fine and he'll come out of it fine. Uh, Chuck Sizzlebeef says, were you too shocked about Jeff Cobb joining the Empire? Uh, no, obviously not. I mean, we called it last week. And will the World Tag League final be Gorillas of Destiny versus Dangerous Techers? I think it's going to be Finjuice versus... I mean, who would be good opponents for Finjuice in the World Tag League finals? The heel opponents. Mm. Uh, Cobb? Yeah, yeah that would be Cobb. good. That would be really good, actually. Finjuice against uh, Khan on the Cobb. There we go. There's, yep. there's your final. Um, Rice says, earlier this year, there was discussion of blurring the lines between the heavyweight and junior divisions. Now that New Japan has access to more wrestlers again, the divide seems to have been reestablished. Do you think New Japan has moved on from blurring these lines? It looks like it. I mean, I suspect that might have been out of necessity because they had to fill a New Japan Cup, and that's why they had this open weight thing, and they needed to lean on a big star like Hiromu to have a bit of star power to these, uh, these shows and these matches. So, yeah, I suspect that's been put on the back foot for now. Yeah, and I think it'll go, you know, on and off as as the company needs it and the company sees fit. So yeah, um, there'll be moments where it's like it feels like the blur, the line between, is blurred, and there'll be times where it's like, oh, it feels like that line is right back where it was since 1972. Um, and I think they'll use that to their advantage to book interesting things, um, but at the same time still maintain that. Line in the sand to a certain degree. Here's a question for you, David. Louis says, which of the returning young lions do you think will come out of the tournament's most improved, Master Watto or Great Okan? Great Okan. Yeah, certainly yeah. on that trajectory already. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's let's put it this way, he's put in a spot. <laughs> let's put it this way. The Great Okan didn't fucking uh, get jumped and brutalized by what some people might argue as a lower tier um, Suzuki Goon member. Uh, the great Okan was placed in a singles match against Okada uh, and did okay for himself. Let's put it that way. Uh, and now he's in an angle and in a program and in a world tag league uh, where he has a very bright spotlight shined on him where Master Watto, uh, we, we are still left scratching our heads. Uh, Bash says, considering the Michinoku driver is used as a transition move by a lot of wrestlers, what makes it such an effective move for uh, Zach or Dangerous Techers? Well, uh, it, is, it is a transition move for them. It, the uh, Tensho Zach driver, I think that's what it's called, where Taichi does his kick to the face and then Zach does the, the Zach driver. Um, 
that's that's not their finishing move. It's the Zach Mephisto is their finishing move. Right. So uh, there you go. You can have that one for free. Um, all right. So upcoming matches then. Well, there there are a lot of shows between now and when we next record, Damon. We have. Oh. Let me just get the. Oh. Schedule or schedule, as you would say in the states. Ah, uh, yes. So we've got Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at Korako, and then we've got Sunday in Nagano, Monday in Gunma, Tuesday in Fukushima, Wednesday in Niigata. So I don't know. That's <laughs> if we still if we record on Tuesday, there will be a show taking place as we record, and then we would have five shows to discuss, or we can wait oh. for the break, record on. the Thursday, and then we would have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven shows to discuss. So, oh yeah, a bit, bit of work for us to do. So, uh, I don't, might be a bit daft for me to read through match lineups for we're not seven doing shows. No, we're, so. we're doing, if we're doing, if we're doing seven shows, we're doing highlights, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm not going to preview upcoming matches. Is that fair? No, oh, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> All right, well, let no, me just get in my New Japan strong uh, thoughts for the week because, well, probably the only person watching and, it. Uh, and wait, 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 yeah. Joe, before you start, we, we, I mean, keep in mind, even while this is all going on, don't we have Super J Cup going on soon? Uh, that will be on the same day as the final. Okay. So it's a one day. Right, so we got all the time for that. All in all one right. night. Okay. All right. All right, I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, no, no problem. So. For a New Japan showdown, we had Adrian Quest and Alex Zane defeat Blake Christian and ACH. And Alex Kozlov has said a lot of daft things on the show, but this is a quote. Uh, ACH had a successful stint in WWE NXT. That might be the most ludicrous quote yet, Alex Kozlov. Uh, <laughs> I think anything but that. Uh, presumably, uh, New Japan didn't know that Alex Zane was about to sign with WWE when they booked him to win this match. But there you go. Sorry to see him go because I think he's a decent wrestler. But um, uh, good luck in WWE. Uh, second match, actually. I would recommend you go out your way to watch this one, Damon. I think you would like this one. It was Tom Lawler defeating Fred Rosser in 11 minutes via referee stoppage. This was a really good match. Two big dudes. It was good arm work. Very entertaining range of submissions and scrambles. And Tom Lawler now has made a little faction. He's got uh, Russ Taylor and J.R. Kratos with him. They're like a little MMA camp. And I think Tom Lawler would be a really good signing for New Japan when his MLW deal is up. I think he'd be a, a unique presence in New Japan. I think he's a, a legitimate tough guy. Oh, wait, is he signed with MLW? Have I got that right? I don't know. I'd have to check. Uh, I could be wrong there. But yeah, he's got his MMA background. He's got a really interesting style. It's like a bit like a cross between Suzuki and Zack. Like a, a marriage between wild brawling and, and nasty submission holds. And I think he's a character that jumps off the screen that I, I think would be really successful in Japan. I think Japanese fans would love him. So definitely one to keep an eye on there. And in the third match, we had a, a six-man tag match with Carl Fredericks, Brody King, Juice Robinson against Chase Owens, Tangaloa and Jay White. And what stood out here was the Jay White against Carl Fredericks segments because that was a really exciting glimpse into... Uh, the, the future of New Japan, or at least the future amongst its foreign stars, and I could see that being a you know big match somewhere down the line with Carl against Jay. And uh, we had a main event with Tamatonga's think PJ Black in ten minutes thirty eight seconds, like Gunstun. Uh, it was a good match, but I don't really know why they were wrestling each other or why I should care about it. So uh, that was a bit of a strange one. So yeah, there you go. I, I would strongly recommend people check out Tom Laura against Fred Rosser because that was a good match. All right, I'll check that out. Absolutely, I don't see anything that, with him being exclusive to MLW, but um, 
He is on their website, I believe. Uh, yeah, he is. He sure is. So uh, I don't know about any particular contracts or what his deal is, but uh, Forbidden Door is opening everywhere with New Japan Pro. We'll <laughs> just say that. All right. Uh, I can't believe we've done two hours on World Tag League yeah. and Best of Super There's a lot to talk about. Listen, we are pros. We uh, there, was, there was a lot to talk about. Um, again, it's, it's sometimes, and I think listeners of the show, longtime listeners of the show, know that you know sometimes it can be a little bit of a slog talking about World Tag League. But we tried to get you the interesting bits. We tried to get you the stuff that you should keep an eye out on, uh, and hopefully it'll make this uh, make this a little bit easier as you move into Wrestle Kingdom season. So uh, we'll pat ourselves on the back for another fine show, another uh, award-winning broadcast from Joel and Damon. Yeah, there may be other wrestling podcasts out there who hand-wave the World Tag League and say, oh, it's rubbish, so we'll pick it up again when it comes to Wrestle Kingdom. And, yeah, they're missing out because this is why we're the best, Damon, because we, we are finding the interesting nuggets of gold I don't want to say in amongst the shit, but <laughs> yeah, there's good, there's good stuff in there. Uh, okay, let's, and let's... we had, and we had 20 minutes of boob talk, so <laughs> that was that was nice. Boob talk is always very welcome stuff. Uh, okay, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. If you want to give us some money, that's always appreciated. Discord link is in the show notes. Again, tremendous fun if you are watching these shows live to jump in the discords. Um, it's always a lot of fun. I, I'm always there when I'm watching shows live and joining the chat. It, it's good good discussion. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCost if you want to get one of our t-shirts. Uh, there might be a, a Black Friday deal coming up soon. I'll have to check that one. I'll, I'll put it up on Twitter. Thanks as always to Editor Dan. You can find on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for the great shows and give us a 5 snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye.